The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I heard this story from my nephew, who is, who just is, is within the, the year of Vedas of his father. His name is Meshabarak Parnas. And this story is of his great-grandfather. It's a beautiful story. His great-grandfather, now his grandfather, my, my nephew's grandfather, was a little boy when his parents came to the United States of America. And like those few mishpachas, they came to America looking for a job. On Monday they take a job, and on Shabbos they say they're sick. The next Shabbos they're out of a job. He couldn't get a job with Shmiris Shabbos. He couldn't get a job, and they had rented an apartment. And this goes back early years of the United States. Couldn't get a job with Shmiris Shabbos. Didn't have what to eat. Didn't have what to live. The boss of the, he had entered the apartment in the apartment house, and they threw him out, and it was winter, threw out the whole family with the, with the little table that they had, onto the snow. The Goisha superintendent had Rachmanus in them, and says to the man, he says, he says to the father, you're going to be out in the snow with your children, they're going to get sick, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get pneumonia. But you can walk around the snow. Come into the coal cellar, down at the bottom of the apartment house is a coal cellar, over there a swarm, you can live over there. He moves in with his family, the children, into the coal cellar. One day, this little boy, who was the grandfather of my nephew, is playing out in this in the snow, and a, and a man walks by with his friend, and he says, "Look at this little Schwarzer, this little Negro boy that knows Yiddish." So the little boy says, "I'm not a Schwarzer." I'm a Yiddish kid. Why do you call me a Schwarzer? Why do you call me a Schwarzer? She says, why is, he fat? why is he face black? She says, because I live in a coal cellar. She lives in a coal cellar. Why do I live in a coal cellar? Because my father doesn't have money to buy. He wants to see what's going on. He walks into the coal cellar and he meets this, the father and he says, why do you live in the coal cellar? She says, I can't afford an apartment. Why can't you afford an apartment? Why don't you work? I can't get a job. I want to keep Shabbos. He took out $500. $500 in those days, I think, everyone sitting knows $500 is. $500 and he, he became, he was in the spoil. He says, take $500 and get yourself a decent apartment. So he says, do you keep Shabbos? She says, no. She says, look, I never accepted money from someone who doesn't keep Shabbos. I don't want to accept the money. But, today the circumstances are different. Then the circumstances are different because this is not really my, this is not, this is not, this is not my, my wife and my children living in a cold cellar. I can't not accept the money. Do me a favor, let me ask my wife. If she will agree not to accept the money, then I won't accept the money. If she wants the money, then I'll take the money, the $500. The man walks after him, calls his wife, and in front of this Nodif, a Jewish, a Jewish man, a rich man, he says, this man wants to give us $500 and he doesn't keep Shabbos. I never took money from someone who doesn't keep Shabbos. Should I take the money or not? So she says, you know, if you never took money from someone who doesn't keep Shabbos, don't take the money. He gave back the $500. This rich young man goes home and tells his wife and says, you know, I saw something today very amusing and very stupid. There was a young, I went a family living in a coal cellar. I gave them $500 and he wouldn't receive the money because I don't keep Shabbos. Have you heard anything like that in your life? He tells his wife. So she starts crying. And she says, you know, when we came from Europe, we also kept Shabbos. And you promised me 
that we just have to make some money. And the moment we make some money, you're going to start keeping Shabbos again. And now you look how rich you are. And now you see your family doesn't want to take money from you because they don't keep Shabbos. And she started crying. But kids, at the end of the story is, they made up and they went back to the family. We promised from today on to keep Shabbos. And the family became a family of Shemesh Shabbos and built generations of Erlech A moment of mysterious Nefesh can build generations. So we think, because look at the greatness in a moment of mysterious Nefesh. I feel that's not the real explanation. The real explanation is because this is Hashem's world. Hashem takes our little mitzvah Hashem takes our little piece of mysterious nefesh and Hashem says, this is a seed. This This is my mitzvah. You did it for me? Give it to me. And Hashem, the smallest mitzvah builds generations. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org